0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Bavesh Shah. Bavesh is the chief pharmacy officer at the Boston Medical Center. He's had an incredible couple decade career at the Boston Medical Center. We're gonna to talk to Bavesh today about leadership, about the trends he's watching, what he's most focused on this year, and, and a little bit more. Bavesh, we've got about 10-50 minutes. Take a moment and first introduce yourself. And tell us the secret, to Having a long career at one place, 20-plus years there. Tell us the secret to that.
1: Oh, I, I don't know if I can disclose that, those type of secrets. I would have to talk to my marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks for having me, Scott. Uh, and, and, you know, just as an introduction, uh, I'm the chief pharmacy officer. I oversee hematology, oncology, and specialty service line at, at Boston Medical Center. And, and you're right, I've been here for almost 25 years. Uh, I started as a student. <laughs> um, but it, it really speaks to, I think, how much you're aligned with the mission of the institution. And, and if you really, you know, are passionate about what you do, right? And and the leadership support, right? I think that's another key aspect where uh, there there's always... Uh, not having adequate leadership support and growth opportunities, right? Um, so I think all those things, and I think just uh, in terms of where BMC has gone, you know, uh, continues to you know kind of expand on their mission of of uh, serving, you know, a lot of the patients that we serve, and and really solving the equation of health inequities, you know, um, and access uh, for for a lot of the underserved patients that we have, so.
0: Thank you. And you're in one of the most interesting evolving areas, both chief pharmacist and a specialty in hematology and oncology. What are sort of the big trends you're watching in those areas? I know in oncology, there's a movement towards all this immunotherapy, vaccines, precision medicine. How do you deal with that in leading a pharmacy unit where some of these things are so helpful but so expensive? How do you,
1: how do you sort of work through some of those, those issues? Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. I think you know, um, just to kind of uh, level set in terms of the the pipeline, right? I mean, we've we've seen probably probably about thirty plus uh, cell and gene therapies that are approved uh, to date, and you know that's not slowing down anytime soon, right? And really, I think you know, in twenty twenty four, we're we're probably going to see. Uh, almost the same amount of approvals. Um, So it's really exciting. But I think, you know, you said, you know, balancing, you know, how do you balance kind of the, the cost and access and all of those things, right? You know, I think as an essential hospital, you don't see this type of, you know, innovation at many of the institutions. If you look at, you know, the top 30 institutions in in the loan score, uh, loan institute, in, in terms of racial inclusivity, you know, BMC is number one. And then if you look at, all of the other institutions, uh, there's really not access points for for these innovative therapies. There's only three other institutions in the entire top thirty that actually offer these types of therapies. So, so really, I think that's another aspect, you know, of of uh, how do you actually manage that. And I think it, I think you kind of alluded to it, it, there's a costs associated with this, right, and the infrastructure that you need to develop uh, these types of programs. Uh, It's it's not just having the clinical expertise, but, you know, building a program like that takes a significant amount of resources uh, across collaborations between a lot of different um, specialties, you know, um, from from oncology to neurology to your emergency uh, department uh, specialist, ICU specialist. Uh, so there's a lot of cross collaboration, um, and then not to mention the the significant amount of infrastructure that that you need. You know, in in building out, you know, these types of programs could take years. Um, so you know, it took us. Um, we started to build our first cell therapy program. Um, which we launched about a year ago. It took us two years to get to where we were, you know. Um, so I think there is a lot of time that it takes to build these programs. Um, so I think that that could be one of the limitations. But you know, I think thinking about how the pipeline is is continuing to grow, right? We need to actually t- uh, take this head on, and 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 you know, I think this is what I would recommend to a lot of my colleagues to watch for, you know. Creating access for these types of the innovative therapies at especially at safety net institutions or at essential hospitals now uh, that you call them.
0: Thank you. And talk about what are you most focused on this year? What are you most excited about this year?
1: You know, uh, m- most excited about you know, obviously we we just actually. Were activated last year for sickle cell and beta thal gene therapies. You know, we, you, as you may know, we serve uh, a, a pretty large patient population, sickle cell patient population, and um, and and you you may also know that there's not a lot of institutions uh, that are offering you know um, uh, gene therapy for for uh, sickle cell in, in the northeast, so um, or even across the country. You know, I think so. I think it, it's really exciting that. Uh, for once, you know, we're actually ahead of the game. Where, you know, we didn't have to wait years after to actually start developing a program. We actually started before it was FDA approved. Um, so I think that's the most exciting part, actually being able to offer, you know, these types of innovative therapies, you know, for for patients. Um, I, I think you you probably know uh, what what type of. Quality of life these patients have with significant uh, amount of burden uh, from their disease, right? I mean, uh, numerous admissions to the hospital, you know, because of crisis, you know, not being able to keep job, not being able to uh, also function normally uh, in in school, you know. So there's a lot of uh, benefit that we think, you know, there's there's patients that actually don't even live to a specific age uh, because how deadly this this is. So so I think being able to offer, you know, these types of therapies was is something the most exciting thing that, you know, um, that I'm I'm thinking about and that's fantastic.
0: Thank you very, very much. Talk about Bavesh. You've had a great not only career as a leader in pharma and studying pharma and knowing trends and managing pharma so well for a great Medical Center, but you've also just been a great leader. What what advice would you give to emerging leaders about how to handle themselves, about how to develop their leadership potential? Any thoughts
1: there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think. Uh... I think there's really a lot of opportunities for pharmacy leadership growth, right? I think you know there's a lot of great networking that I've done to help me actually grow, and really I think you know um, identifying opportunities uh, like this, you know, I think really closing you know, health inequities gap. Really, I think, you know, the focus before from pharmacy was like specialty pharmacy, right? Like developing a specialty pharmacy, uh, internalizing a lot of this growth uh, opportunity and also provide access to high cost drugs and, and create better clinical outcomes. Right. So I think this is the next phase really as, as a pharmacy leader. That you need to be involved in this space. It's it's the next specialty pharmacy growth is basically uh, being involved in solid gene therapy and 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 really focusing on uh, how can as a pharmacy leader. Um, you be part of a solution right a uh, long-term solution which we know that a lot of these medications will be become obsolete right essentially when you have uh, certain some, certain um, options which may provide cure um, so so really I think you know and pharmacy is also well positioned to help develop a lot of these programs right because you know essentially we've seen this especially with specialty pharmacy growth um, where pharmacy has been crucial in and you know a lot of the the infrastructure that you need to develop and internalize this and and develop these programs so really i think you know kind of taking it to the next level of working really with other leaders in this space networking to be able to develop these programs because there's not really a uh, a playbook right you know uh how to do this so so i think really i think uh, developing a solution with with your network and, and you know, creating access for patients.
0: V- Vivesh, thank you so much. Talk just one more moment about what health equity looks like in particularly in the oncology space at, at a place like Boston Medical Center and some of the pride and leadership in that area.
1: Yeah, you know, I think so you 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 probably know that we've actually been leaders in in health equity space for uh, a long time. You know, I think, um, and and really, I think speaks to uh, in in terms of what we've actually really done in creating models um, in basically solving for inequities. And you know, I think this is one of the testaments, Right, is like, hey, uh, we know that these therapies were inaccessible for our patients. And we really actually put in a lot of effort and resources to, to develop this program. And then we know that this is actually the, the cutting edge research and really kind of the the new innovation that we need to focus on for, for access for our patients. So I think really kind of taking it head on for many of the the things that we're trying to solve for, you know, essentially. And when we've been kind of leaders in this, and especially when you look at the rankings um, in the Loan Institute being, you know, number one in racial inclusivity, um, you know, I think it's, uh definitely sets a higher bar that we need to actually position ourselves in, right, and, and then, you know, just – in, in terms of research, you know, I think we've all already been uh, significantly, you know, we're probably the 18th largest recipient in the NIH um, among the independent hospitals. And then in, in terms of even based on our size, you know, I think, you know, we're we're definitely um, a large essential hospital, which, you know, supports um, over a million in, in visits annually. So really punching above our weight in terms of, you know, the volume of patients that we also manage, you know, based on the uh, kind of size of our academic uh, uh, center. No, it's, I mean, it's
0: really remarkable. Boston Medical center is one of the amazing places in the country. It's both clinically fantastic and a magnificent safety net hospital. It's it's one of the best of the best. But Vesh, anything else you'd love to share with us this morning? And we thank you so much for joining us. But anything else that's top of mind that you want to share with the audience?
1: Yeah, no, I think... Uh... Uh, really, thank you for this opportunity and to highlight, you know, what we've been working on. Excited that you know we're uh, in the space and and you know developing our cell and gene therapy platform, um, and then continuing that journey with research. And you know, I think um, I, I know that a lot of institutions struggle with uh, developing these types of programs. So you know, as I had mentioned, this is not something that you have access to it and reading in a book, right, or a journal. So I think it's really a lot of collaborations. And I want to say that we're also happy to help other institutions who are looking to help, you know, develop these programs, because I think this is what was lacking when we actually started in this in this space, was there was there was a lot, not a lot of collaborations existed. And, and, you know, I think the most prestigious institutions have these programs, but then, you know, Uh, institutions, uh, the essential institutions didn't have this program. So I just want to, like, basically the message is like, hey, we're, we would be happy to help others who are actually, you know, getting into this space and, 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 you know, want to put that out there. Thank you. No, it's
0: literally fantastic what you do. And it's it's no surprise that you've been a leader at one institution for so long. The way you handle yourself, the way that you, you want to help others is just a, a tribute to yourself in the Boston Medical Center. Bhavesh, thank you again for joining us again on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's great to visit with you again. Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott.
1: Really appreciate it.